we've had a number of things on our to-do list for what feels like a very long time that we finally were able to check off, not just on the field, but off. And really overall, I, I, I think it's, it, it's really been to be a part of this summer in soccer. And one of the coolest things about it is how many people were a part of it. Um, this isn't a small story anymore, as, as testified by the, the final game uh, that we were turning people away and sold out that afternoon. Um, in, in so many ways, it was an absolute success. You drew attention not only locally, uh, getting uh, coverage in uh, the local media, but also uh, thousands of people watching the games on uh, streaming video. Yeah, we, we've been fortunate this summer. Uh, we stream all of our games, and we're able to track all that stuff. We're seeing folks from 140 countries this summer tuned in to watch us play soccer. Um, we were seeing viewership numbers that would rival if we were on television, uh, the same kind of viewership numbers locally that our local colleges would get, for example. Um, all things that five or six years ago never would have been expected. You know, five years ago, I was begging folks to to, to cover us in any way at all. And leading up to our semifinal match, the Free Press and News, they're doing sports stories, not just about the team, but they did one about how our players stay fit. I mean, like secondary interest stories, the kind of things that you haven't seen in this town talking about soccer, maybe ever. And you do have uh, some of the most ardent fans, uh, as anyone who's been to a city match can uh, uh, tell you. And one of them, uh, I found out, uh, was just named the top supporter out of all the teams uh, in your league nationwide. What does that say about the enthusiasm for the team and the game? Well, the the reputa- we're proud to say that the reputation of Detroit soccer goes beyond the pitch, right? We're dedicated to putting a great team out there, and this year we did and most years we do. But we're also uh, very proud of the fact that when people think of Detroit soccer, they think of the whole experience, the the community focus, the the dedication to soccer supporter culture as our, the secret to our success. And it makes perfect sense that, and this isn't the first time that a Detroit City FC supporter is one supporter of the year, it makes perfect sense that they're sort of dominating that category as well. Now, you're not scheduled to play again until next May. That's nine months from now as we record this. How do you keep people interested? Well, uh, we like to say that, you know, three months of the year we're a soccer club and the rest of the year we're a T-shirt company. (laughs) (laughs) We've gotten beyond that. Um, As exciting as this summer was, uh, we think that the fall and winter is probably going to be just as exciting. The time has come for us to um, recognize what we've accomplished, recognize how far We've come and recognized the potential that this club has. We've always been talking to potential partners and investors about taking this club to the next level. Um, we're closer to that than ever before. Um, n- nothing is e- extremely imminent at this moment, but I think people need to, to pay close attention to Detroit City FC, even though our season's over, because we could be making news going well into the end of the year. Have you built enough of a following uh, that that DCFC would remain viable uh, even if Detroit someday gets an MLS franchise? And the MLS story is also another thing that's sort of parallelly building and sort of buoying the interest in soccer in our community. And I think we're a beneficiary of that, to be honest, because we're the only team on the ground playing games. I think the answer to your question is yes. Uh, Detroit City FC has a future regardless of what the soccer landscape in Michigan looks like because of what we've shown that we can do on the amateur level because of our focus on our community and our focus on supporter culture. Um, That's the way any club is going to survive in any community. Um, And we've gotten to the point now where we feel confident that no matter who else is involved in this, in this area, Detroit city FC is going to thrive. 
And a lot of your fans uh, don't want anything to do with MLS anyway, so we won't get into that <laughs> discussion. But uh, the uh, it, it does raise a question about the business that you're in, uh, which is building a, a soccer franchise. Are you profitable, and how hard is it to build a profitable small franchise? Well, it's extremely and try hard to turn it into a bigger one. It's extremely hard to succeed in the sport of soccer in, in this country. Um, you know, you joke that uh, our our supporters have sort of come out against the idea of of the MLS. I think what they're actually coming out against is the idea of doing soccer a different way than we are. What we've what we've established in our model in this community, because you're already up against so much established professional sporting options, so many high profile college programs, you have to be something different. You have to be something special. And I think that's where the concern is. It's not so much MLS per se. It's how would it get done? Um, they like what they're seeing with Detroit City FC. And as a result, we're profitable. We're a successful business, which in this landscape, especially in this sport, is something to say. You and your partners basically adopted uh, Hamtramck's historic keyword stadium, spent a lot of money making it a place where people can come and enjoy a soccer match, uh, especially if they've never been to one. What, if anything, still needs to be done there in the offseason? Keyword Stadium has come a long way since we moved in a couple years ago and raised almost a million dollars from local investors to help build the stadium up. We're about one section short from completing the entire stands, but we have a long-term vision to expand it further. Ideally, someday we'll be able to create suites or or a larger VIP section or just a, a, a more seating capacity to allow more people to enjoy the game. And really, above all, it's about improving the field. Hopefully, we'll be able to get a new pitch for our players because anyone who's been to our match knows that um, as good as our team has been, they've been doing it in spite of the field conditions. Um, and we recognize that as well as anyone. All of that stuff is just something that we've got to find uh, find in our budget. Another challenge, I would think, is uh, maintaining that uh, consistent winning on the field because there's bound to be some roster turnover in this uh, last game. Uh, you were without your best player, Tyrone Mondi, uh, because, well, he had to go back to college uh, and he could have made a real difference uh, in that uh, match. So how much turnover is there? How variable is that? These are sort of uh, minor league soccer problems that you're talking about, right? Mm-hmm. Um, as long as we're on the level that we're at, those are the, that's the reality of, of, of what we do. It's, not, it's another reason why we're so dedicated to taking our team to the pro level because that's what our supporters deserve. That's what our players deserve. You know, they notice when they dedicate an entire summer and the last couple weeks of the season, their best players, the guys that they've been training alongside for three months, have to go away. We don't like that any more than, than the supporters do. Sure. The right way to, to build a team and to be a successful team is cohesion and chemistry. Um, the fact of the matter is, though, until we get to that next level – it is what it is, and that's right. why another uh, one of the many reasons why we're dedicated to uh, to getting to the pro side. 